Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Topics featured in this episode may be disturbing to some listeners. Please take care while listening. I'm Andrea Gunning. And this is our second bonus episode of Season 2 of Betrayal. Betrayal is a universal feeling. The shock and hurt that deception creates from someone so close crosses all cultures. And we found that the secrets and lies we've heard in Season 2 happen everywhere. We received emails from a mom in Northern Ireland, from a young woman in India, and the woman we'll introduce to you today lives in Australia. We are far apart, of course, but our interest in protecting those who cannot protect themselves cuts through those miles and time zones. Melanie is a Canadian expat living in Australia. Reaching her was a little tricky. Our today is her tomorrow, but we figured it out. It's quite surreal to actually talk to you because you've just been in my ears while I've been running. What happened with me in October 2017 I just met this guy on an app. He lived in a different town, like eight hours away. So we had just been chatting. And then about two months into our chatting, he made a trip to my city and we met up for the first time and we hung out and we had like a really lovely weekend together. I don't know, treated me well. Like it was very early stages of dating, but like there weren't any red flags at that juncture. So he went back to his little down. And then we just kind of started long distance dating. About four months later, Melanie's new guy ended up leaving his job and moving closer to her. She lived in a cosmopolitan town in South Australia called Adelaide. Housing in that part of the country is expensive and hard to find. So even though the relationship was still new, he ended up staying with her. Melanie was living in what's called a share house. Down under, that refers to a rental house where people who may not know each other rent a house together. It's a common living arrangement in Australia. 
He was looking for a place to live and the share house was really cramped and we were like spending all our time together. Anyway, we just decided like, oh, well, we'll just move into like another share house together. Things were going well, I guess. Like he treated me really well, almost suspiciously well. Like he just behaved like I was the greatest person he'd ever met in his life. He was always going out of his way to do nice things for me. He would like think of me and buy me little things. He would like do my laundry when I was at work. Like, I don't know. He was just, he was very attentive and very sweet. There were some subtle things that bothered her, but they weren't exactly red flags. He didn't talk too much about his past. He'd come out of like a seven-year marriage prior to this and had a four-year-old daughter from his previous marriage. He didn't have custody of his daughter, but he still saw her fairly regularly and was having FaceTime calls with her and stuff like that pretty often. And their physical relationship shifted pretty quickly. After the first few months of the relationship, he just kind of stopped being interested in intimacy. And he had like really bad like performance issues. I definitely was confused by it. It made me feel like there's something wrong with me. Like he doesn't find me attractive. But that didn't really align with how he was behaving the rest of the time. So it was, ju- it was just very confusing. Melanie worked during the day and her partner worked in the evening. So he spent much of his day home alone. And then I guess it finally came out at some point in conversation that he had been watching a lot of porn during the daytime. Melanie started to wonder if this was impacting their intimate relationship. I think I started to get concerned about what his interests might be and what he might be watching. That kind of spurred me to do some digging. So she started by looking at his recently viewed files. There was a video called Dog. And I was like, what is this video? I'm going to spare you any more details about that, but it's exactly what you're thinking. Fucked up? Yes. Relationship ending? Hell yes. Illegal? God, I hope so. Melanie was down the rabbit hole now and steeled herself for whatever other information she was going to discover. I clicked on a folder and it opened. I could just see the thumbnails. It was just all of these images. These are small children. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 
Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In horrifying positions, there's no mistaking what that was. I slammed the laptop shut. You're aware that this material exists, but actually seeing it is very different. You had spoke to someone earlier on the podcast who described it as beyond imagination and like the seventh circle of hell or something like that. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like looking at a little thumbnail straight into hell, basically. I don't think I've entirely been the same person since then. The realization that the man she shared a bed with was getting sexual pleasure from that material was revolting. Melanie was upset and infuriated. At this point, it was like 11 p.m. and he was going to be coming home from work. And it was just so late at night. I didn't know what to do. I was still trying to process everything that happened. So I had gotten into bed and I just pretended to be asleep. And then he got into bed next to me and I just laid there in the dark, just like praying that he wouldn't try to touch me or anything. And thankfully he didn't. But I just remember the feeling of like laying there in the dark and he was right there and I felt so sick. She slipped out of bed and went downstairs to call her family back home in Canada. They were scared for her. Who was this guy? Obviously, she didn't know him at all. They urged her to get away from him as soon as possible. He found her asleep downstairs on the sofa in the morning and unable to contain herself, she confronted him. He just didn't really have an answer for it. He was just like, 
I'm sorry, I forgot I had that. I downloaded it a long time ago. I'm not interested in those things. You know, I'll get rid of it or I'll leave if you want me to. And I was like, do you understand what this is? Like, this is a very serious crime. He didn't seem to really be grasping the gravity of what he had done. Melanie reached out to his family. They didn't seem to grasp it either. His mother was concerned about whether or not I was going to report it because she was like, oh, what if we lose access to our granddaughter? And his brother was like, oh, well, would you consider trying couples counseling? She made it clear he needed to leave. Then she erased every trace of him from the house. It just felt like he had died. One day, there's this person that you think you know and you're in a loving relationship with. And the next day, that person is just gone. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. 
If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Melanie grieved the loss of the relationship she thought she had. She also felt compelled to turn him into law enforcement. After all, he did have a daughter. A lawyer friend of a friend accompanied her to the police station. It's just, it's this little police station and you just, there's like a little reporting counter. And there's like constantly people reporting things there. Like the, the person ahead of us in line was like reporting like a stolen bicycle. He took us back into a separate little room. And then I gave this incredibly detailed statement. It took about an hour and a half. I was still completely in a state of shock, but I think I felt a sense of relief in the sense that, like, I have done what I can do with this. I've done the right thing. I can go to sleep at night knowing that I have reported this, and it's out of my hands. She heard Ashley's case on the podcast. The Riverton police had gathered evidence and made the arrest quickly. That didn't happen here. This is where it gets really surprising. I imagined, like, they're going to want to swoop in on him and get the hard drives and get all of those things. And that's just not really what happened. They did arrest him. But it took two weeks. Melanie feared that was plenty of time to dispose of the evidence. But he didn't delete the material. Maybe he deleted some of it and not all. Like, I have absolutely no idea. They I guess, took him in and questioned him and took all of his devices. I don't think he spent a night in jail. He was just kind of instantly out on bail. He was just like out in the world. And he went straight back on Tinder and just started dating other people. At one point, he did send me a bunch of messages on Facebook just apologizing and being like, I just want to explain myself to you. And the explanations were just very unsatisfying. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I had a difficult childhood and I'm not really interested in this material. I just found it and, you know, I was just messed up in the head for a while. I don't know, just nonsense. She forwarded those messages admitting his behavior to law enforcement. Then, she wanted to be done with the whole awful experience. But soon after, she saw online that he had a new girlfriend. Adelaide is the sort of city where, like, everybody knows everybody, but, yeah, I don't know, you're, you're never more than two degrees away from anybody. I didn't know this woman, but we had mutual friends, and she had a job working with children. So I ended up reaching out to this woman, We spoke on the phone. I was like, hey, I don't know how involved you are with this guy, but this is the reason we broke up. And you never know how anyone's going to take that information. Like, they might just think you're a jealous ex-girlfriend or something like that. But fortunately, she believed me instantly and was horrified. And I guess had somewhat of a similar experience to me that night because he came home from work and she just said to him, I've spoken to Melanie. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll get my stuff and go. Like, he just knew. We ended up meeting up and we became incredibly 
good friends. And if there was like anything good to come out of this situation, it was me meeting this woman. Like we're still very close friends. She's one of my favorite people. We you know, joke about it in a weird way. It's kind of like dating the same pedophile is a weirdly bonding experience. But there was something she learned from her new friend that she couldn't let go. She told me that nobody contacted his ex-wife and told her. His family didn't. The police didn't. And so he was still seeing his child in this period of time. It's not up to me whether he sees his child or not. I have nothing to do with that. But I was just so stunned that nobody gave her this information so that she could make an informed decision. At this point, I was like, is it my job to tell her? Do I get involved in this? It's maddening. Doesn't it feel like something law enforcement or child protective services should do? But they hadn't. And this is where we want to say bravo and thank you to Melanie, because she stepped up. She took it on for no other reason but concern for someone else's child. I phoned her and I was like, I know this is weird. I just need five minutes of your time. I told her what had happened and she was understandably horrified, crying on the phone because she was married to this man for seven years and had a child with him and had no idea that any of this had happened. And that was kind of like the last that I had to do with it because I was like, I now need to step away from this. You may remember from the podcast, in Erin's situation, it took three years for the state of Texas to bring her husband to justice. It seemed to be similar in Adelaide. At the time that they had arrested him and taken all his devices and stuff like that, the police said they had such a backlog of these cases that it could be like a year, year and a half before they even got around to searching his drives because that's how common these crimes were. This wasn't even priority. It was like more than a year later that I finally followed up with them because nobody contacted me. I was like, you know, what happened? Did he go to court? And so the investigator told me that, yeah, he did go to court. He pled guilty and he was given a seven-month jail sentence, but it was just a suspended sentence. So he didn't actually serve any of the jail time. I guess like the most baffling part of this is that he started seeing a psychologist, which would, that's what he should be doing. But the psychologist provided a statement as part of the court proceedings. In her statement, she said that she felt that he did not meet the diagnostic criteria for pedophilia because he was attracted to all forms of depraved and extreme acts of sexual sadism. And the children were not necessarily the focus of that interest. So I don't know what to make of that. I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know how these things work. I don't even want to try to understand what was going on in his mind. But it surprised me because just the fact that they're like, well, children aren't his only interest. Therefore, that's somehow less bad. Melanie's story resonated for a few reasons. She listened to her gut and didn't dismiss her feelings of something being off with her partner. She refused to accept excuses that made no sense, and she went to great lengths 
to protect women and children she doesn't even know. People like Melanie don't get parades, but I'd give her a cape. If you would like to reach out to the Betrayal team, email us at betrayalpod at gmail.com. That's betrayalpod at gmail.com. To report a case of child sexual exploitation, call the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Cyber Tip Line at 1-800-THE-LOST. If you or someone you know is worried about their sexual thoughts and feelings towards children, reach out to stopitnow.org. In the United Kingdom, go to stopitnow.org.uk. In Australia, stopitnow.org.au. These organizations can help. We're grateful for your support. And one way to show support is by subscribing to our show on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review Betrayal. Five-star reviews go a long way. A big thank you to all of our listeners. Betrayal is a production of Glass Podcasts, a division of Glass Entertainment Group in partnership with iHeart Podcasts. The show was executive produced by Nancy Glass and Jennifer Faison. Hosted and produced by me, Andrea Gunning. Written and produced by Carrie Hartman. Also produced by Ben Fetterman. Associate producer, Kristen Malkiri. Our iHeart team is Allie Perry and Jessica Kreincheck. Special thanks to Melanie for sharing her story. Audio editing and mixing by Matt Dalvecchio. Betrayal's theme composed by Oliver Baines. Music library provided by My Music. And for more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.